0: Say, God, God got a word for you. Say, God got a word for you. Word for you. Say, this word, for you. this word is for you. Don't put it off on your neighbor. We got to get the word for ourselves. Amen. Amen. Psalms 103, beginning at verse 20. Amen. Psalms 103, beginning at verse 20. And I will end at verse 21. Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all ye hosts, ye ministers of his, that do his pleasure. I'm gonna go to 22 bless the Lord all his works in all places of his dominion bless the Lord oh my soul bless the Lord oh my soul I want you to do an illustration for me I want you to take your Bibles and put it up to your ear and see what you hear do anybody hear anything anybody anybody hear anything. If you do, tell me. Does anybody hear anything coming from this Bible? No. Let's go into the teaching. You may be seated. <laughs> Nobody heard a voice coming from that Bible, right? I, um, when I was working, it was a lady that worked with me, and she was going through some things, and she was scared to go to sleep at night. So this may be you too. And she would take the Bible and put it up under her pillow. And I would ask her, why are you putting that Bible up under your pillow? She said, because I was told if I put the Bible up under the pillow, I go to sleep. I say, you can put the Bible up under your pillow all you want. That don't mean you're going to go to sleep. I said, you're going to have to know what's in the Bible and let it get in your heart in order for you to be put to sleep. Well, if I have the Bible with me, whatever's attacking me, it won't attack me. I said, baby, that's myth. I said, it's time for you to be taught the word of God. So what I want to talk about today is putting the angels to work. Putting the angels to work. I um, got some news from heaven that the angels are unemployed. And the angels want to be put to work. Because they are unemployed, and it's not because they want to be unemployed. Come on, we know what it is to be unemployed, right? Because when you know that you can do a work, you want to do that work. Amen. Some of us want to do want to work, but don't work. How can you want to but don't don't work? But these angels are unemployed, and they say they want to be put to work. And some of us may be thinking, or we may not be thinking. When we look at the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we know they're all one, and we know they work together. They're the Trinity. We know the Holy Spirit have a job that he has to do, but God say, people forget about my angels. They forget that I created these angels to do a work, and the Bible says here that, bless the Lord, all his angels that excel in strength. So we know that they're mighty men, we know that they're powerful and it says that do his commandments that means that they do his word. They do his word. So God has those angels going out carrying his word carrying his messages. So as God speaks, the Bible says that they're hearkening unto the voice of the Lord. Remember we put the Bible here. And we don't hear nothing. That's because the word has to go forth in order for the angels to move. This is what we have to do. So he said they're hearkening unto the voice. That means they're listening unto the voice of God. The angels do not move unless the word is being spoken. So God put those angels to work. When we look in the Bible and we see how some of those angels was put to work, we go back to Abraham. And y'all know what happened with Abraham and Sarah. In Genesis 16, Sarah was getting so disappointed because she was not pregnant yet with child. So we know that God gave Abraham a promise, Right. So when God gives you a promise, we have to understand that God is not going to go back on his word. God's going to do exactly what he says, but it's going to be when God is going to do it. It's not based on us. It's not based on what we do or how we do it. See, we're trying to rush God, but what God is doing, he's getting us prepared for where he's taking us. So don't rush God when God give you a promise just stand on that promise keep speaking that promise and as you keep speaking it and stand on it it's a seed that's being sown in your heart. So we see that um, Sarah was getting disappointed because she didn't have a child so she gave her maid unto her husband. And I'm going to say, who does that? A lot of people. Anyway, she gave the maid unto her husband. And when she gave the maid unto her husband, you know, she conceived. And when Hagar conceived, she began to... Act like she was over Sarah. So Sarah went to Abraham and she asked for forgiveness for what she'd done. But she was expecting Abraham to handle her maid. But Abraham told Sarah, you're going to have to handle your maid, which Sarah did. So Sarah began to oppress her. And then Hagar left. I guess Hagar said, I don't have to deal with this. So she left. And when she left, there was an angel that brought her a message and said, you need to go back and submit unto Sarah. Not only did the angel tell her what she need to do, he also informed her what um, the name of the child was and told her that he was going to be a great nation, not because of her, but because of the promise that God gave Abraham. What am I saying to you today? It is not because of you that you get the promise. It's because of Jesus that you get the promise. So we see that um, Hagar was not even a part of what um, God was doing with the covenant, but she was made a part because of Abraham. So everything that Abraham had, it belonged to Hagar because she was a part of that household. So we see that God sent that angel and gave a message unto Hagar that was an encouraging message amen so angels are messengers of God but understand Hagar had to be obedient to the message that God sent through that angel so guess what she did exactly what that messenger told her to do then we go a little farther and we see that Abraham was visited by three men And out of those three men, one was the Lord, but then the other two were angels. How do I know? When you go and read in Genesis, it tells you that um, two of the angels went to Sodom and Gomorrah, and Abraham stayed in the presence of the Lord. Now, those um, angels, when they came, the Lord gave a message, y'all know, to Sarah, saying she would have a child this time next year. Though, you know, that was a message coming from God. But the other angels went to Sodom and Gomorrah. You're going to learn something about angels today because it's going to help you. They went to Sodom and Gomorrah because God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah because of the acts and the wickedness that was going on in Sodom. Y'all know that Abraham was standing in the gap for Sodom and Gomorrah. He was before the Lord pleading on the behalf of Sodom and Gomorrah. But the angels went in. Lot didn't want them to stay on the outside because he knew that there was homosexuality going on. So he didn't want them in the midst of all of that. So he said, come to my house. The men came to his house, and those other men, they were smelling them. So they come to the door that night and say, let those men out. Don't you know that when somebody has a spirit upon them, which is not of the Lord, they can smell things that they want to smell to get what they want? So they tried. But those angels, y'all know what happened in this incident. They began to tell Lot, we have come to destroy this city. Get your daughters, get get the husbands, and get your wife. And I don't want you to look back. I want you to leave and go so-and-so. So So y'all know what happened to Lot. He wanted to go to a certain place. So they began to set out before the city was destroyed. Y'all know what happened. His wife looked back. So God sent a message through those angels. Because God did this because He did not want them to be destroyed because of the wickedness that was before them. So, what am I encouraging you today? God will send you messages. He would use angels, and sometimes you may not be able to see those angels because God may have somebody praying on your behalf because you don't want to listen to the word of the Lord, and God will use that person to send an angel to whisper behind you or you feel a certain touch that's saying, don't go that way. Don't go into that city. So God used his angels as messengers on his behalf. Then we, we get back into, I want to go a little farther to... Um, Daniel, I don't know, I'm going to go back to Abraham. When we look at Genesis 22, look at your neighbor say, you're being taught, don't even try to go to sleep up in here. Say, God is trying to give you something this morning. Say, if you feel like you got to get up and shake it off, get up and shake it off, because God is giving you a word this morning to help you to show you what you have and how to use what you have. So, when we go back to Abraham, y'all know Isaac was born. And before Isaac was born, here we go again with Hagar in Genesis 21. Um, Sarah told Abraham she did not want Ishmael in the midst of Isaac. It was two nations. So, Abraham had to put Ishmael out. Y'all know he put him out, he gave um, Hagar some bread and some water. Is that not right? when he gave her that he just went on and put her out in the sun out and it got to the point that the water gave out she began to you know leave her son by herself because she knew her son was gonna die So at that point, the angel come to Hagar and the angel began to encourage Hagar again to remind her of the promise. He's going to be a great nation. And then God said, open your eyes, Hagar. And she began to see water. Then we go to Genesis 22. Y'all can tell I was in Genesis, right? Then we go to Genesis 22. And this is when God told Abraham, remember, Abraham waited 25 years for a promise got the promise and God said now Abraham I want you to give up Isaac I want you to offer Isaac unto a mountain that I'm going to show you isn't that something how God will see if you love the person more than you love him this was his only child he said so I want you to give up this child on my behalf so Abraham said yes Lord how can Abraham say yes Lord because he knew the Lord he knew that if God killed him God was going to bring him back to life so at that moment him and his son is going up to this mountain and the son says father where is the sacrifice Abraham was so sure of God he said the Lord will provide He didn't even tell him the son, no, you that sacrifice, I'm getting ready to kill you today. He just said the Lord will provide because he knew that his trust was in God. How can you give me a son that I waited on a promise and you're going to take my promise? So when they got up there, he tied his son up. So how many know at that point that his son knew, oh, I'm the sacrifice. It didn't even say the son was wiggling. Didn't say the son was screaming and hollering. It just said the son was laying there waiting to be put to death. That was Jesus. Jesus didn't say a mumbling word. But he was on that cross waiting to fulfill the will of his father. When Abraham got ready to kill his son, I like this part. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here am I. You got to be able to hear God. Your heart have to be open to hear what God's saying. He said, lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fear God. That means he knew that he was honoring God. See that thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son from me. Y'all know there was a ram in the bush, right? Then the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven a second time and said, By myself have I sworn, says the Lord, for because thou have done this thing and has not withheld thy son, thy only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. So we see that the angel came unto Abraham and gave Abraham a message from the father. What am I saying to you? First of all, Abraham had to be in a place to hear from God. See, when you are in the word of God, you're doing the will of God. So Abraham was doing the will of God. And the Bible says that the angels of the Lord will camp around those that fear the Lord. That means that they will protect those that fear the Lord. Fearing the Lord means that you honor God. You honor God. You honor his word. You're doing what his word is telling you to do. Ain't no angel going to camp around you in sin. The evil angels are because they're waiting for you to be put to death. No angel is going to encamp around those that's sinning. The Bible says the angels encamp around those that fear the Lord. Meaning that when you're honoring God... When you're honoring his will, Abraham honored him until the end. He said, yes, Lord, I'm ready to give up my son because I know if he died, you will bring him back to life. So that's when the angel appeared. Guess what? The angel was ready at the throne of God to listen and hearken unto God's word. And that angel called from heaven and said, don't you touch him? And now I know you fear me, Abraham. Look at your neighbor say, do you have the fear of God in you? Say, do you really have the fear of God in you? Say, if you really have the fear of God, you would do what he says. So we see these incidents dealing with the angels. Let me give you a few more, and I'm going to go to the New Testament. Y'all really come up in here today to get taught. So we look at even Daniel. Y'all know Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they were up under this king, and this king, they had to do everything that this king told them to do. Remember, when you're up under authority, you honor the authority that you're up under. But when that authority is telling you to do something that's against what you believe, against God's will, then you don't do it because you rather honor God than honor man. Amen? So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego would not bow down to another god. Because they knew that the word said that you will bow down to no other God except me. So what did they do at the time? They wouldn't bow down. So they said, we're going to set the fire seven times as hot. How many know when you're doing the will of God and you won't budge, Seem like things in your life begin to change and it began to get tougher. It began to get harder. The heat began to be turned up. Why? That's to try you to see if you're going to do what the word is telling you not to do. So at that time, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were saying that they were trusting God and trusting his word more than they were trusting that king. They said, our God will save us. So they went into that fiery furnace bound. Let me tell you something. Let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. If somebody told you if you don't bow down before me, then I'm going to throw you in a fiery furnace. How many of us will only bow but lay prostrate? Because we ain't ready to die. Let's just be honest. Some of us in this room, we're not ready to die because we said we haven't lived our lives to the fullest. But if we know him the way that we know him, we're not going to deny him. We're going to say, if I die, I'm still going to be with the Lord. So I'd rather serve him than serve you. I'm not bowing down. I'm not giving up what I believe. Y'all remember the movie Channel Cry? When this woman, um, supposed she didn't suppose to believe in God because it was against what they believed, but she would not give up on God, and they put her Um, on a firing squad they were shooting at her to kill her and they could not kill her the bullets just missed her each time they didn't know what happened guess what those were those angels the Bible said that angels encamp around those that fear the Lord. So even with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, because they honored God and honored his word, the, um, he looked in that fiery furnace and he saw a fourth man walking with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And the fire didn't even touch them. They come out not even smelling like smoke. And he began to admit, he said there was an angel that was in the midst of that fiery furnace. And by them obeying God and his will, not only were they protected, but people began to serve their God. How are people going to serve the God that we serve if we keep doing like the world is doing? Y'all, it's not going to work. If we're out of the will of God, how do we expect the world to serve our God if we're tapping into what the world is doing? And how do you expect the angels to protect you when you're out of the will of God? We don't supposed to be out of his will. We're supposed to be doing his will. And the more we do his will, the more we're protected by him. We quote Psalms 91 that says, he who dwells, In the secret place of the most high shall abide up under the shadow of the almighty. When you're abiding up under something, there's wings. And see, the Lord has those angels because you're abiding in him and his word is abiding in you. That when trouble is coming your way, God opens up the wings and he hides you in his secret place. In his pavilion where you can't be found in the midst of that trouble. The enemy is looking for you, but he can't find you because you are hidden in a secret place. A secret place is a place that nobody can find. So it says he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide up under the shadows of the almighty. And then we can say of the Lord, because we're in the secret place, that he is what? Our strength. That he is our refuge. That he is our present help, even in the time of trouble. And the Bible goes on to say that because we're dwelling in that place, that's our part. That no evil shall befall us. Neither shall any plague come nigh our dwelling. Because he has given his angels charge over us to keep us, to guard us in all of our ways. How are they keeping us? Because we're dwelling in the secret place of the most high. Well, that means no harm can come to us because we are hitting. So see, we quote these scriptures, but it's no point in you quoting them if you're out of the will of God. Because you're not dwelling in that place, this is why you got to check yourself and quit checking everybody else. When you have um, offense, when you have strife, when you sow in seeds of discord, you ain't dwelling because God don't dwell in mess like that. And in order to be in his presence, in order to be protected, you have to be in his will. So we see what the Old Testament says about the angels, right? And there's many other incidences that, incidents that tell us about these angels. But let's go into the New Testament and see how that is for us today. We see what the angels done back then, but let's see what's happening for us today. Go with me to Hebrews fourteen. Ask your neighbor. Say, neighbor, are you learning something? Are you sleep with your eyes wide open? Okay, listen at this. Hebrews 1.14. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Let me read it again. Are they not all ministering spirits? This is talking about the angels. That means that they're sent forth to do service for them who shall be heirs of salvation. They only work for those that are saved. Now, a child that's not at the age of accountability, they have angels. They have angels protecting them. Let me give you um, an example dealing with angels. Um, when Ariel was little and I was, we were sitting in the floor, and Ariel may not remember, but we were sitting in the floor... And as we were sitting in the floor, the Lord told me that there was an angel behind me. And I said, okay, he said, I want you to ask Ariel, where is that angel? So I said, okay, you know, being obedient. So I asked my daughter, I said, Ariel, there's an angel in here. Where's the angel at? She said, behind you. Then there was another incident. Harold Alton was in the church and he was cleaning the church. And right over there in that corner, Harold told me he saw this form of light just fly by, just went by real quick. He said, I believe, I believe, Pastor, I believe it was an angel. I said, well, it's one way for us to find out, Harold. So I went and got Ariel from elementary and we come in and I said, Ariel, do you see an angel up in here? She said, "Uh uh-huh, right over there. See, God would allow you to see angels. He will allow you to see those angels around you. But this is what it says, that the angels do service for the heirs of salvation. That means for the ones that's born again. The ones that have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and as their Savior. See, while I'm presenting his word and I'm giving out his word, I have some angels right here ready to deliver. Why? Because the word of God is going forth. So if God allows somebody to see in the spirit, you will see angels guarding me. Why? Because God said, I will hasten my word to perform it even in your life. So if God has me carrying the word or have you carrying the word, he's going to have an angel protection around you for the word that he's having you to send. But guess what? Those angels are there, but those angels are ready to go deliver what God, y'all don't hear what I'm saying.
1: So here we are. We are
0: heirs of salvation. And God has given his angels. He has sent forth, but guess what's happening? Those angels are around God's throne. And there's millions and trillions of angels just sitting there unemployed. They're ready to work. They're ready to be sent forth. The Bible said they are sent forth to do a work. Let me give you an example. In the New Testament, we see angels when Peter and John, they got locked up in prison. Why did they get locked up in prison? Because it was delivering the word of God. And they didn't want them to use the name of Jesus. But they said, we'd rather obey God than man. So guess what happened? They locked them up in prison and thought that was going to be the end of that. But an angel came in and unlocked the prison door and said, go out and speak the word of life. So the angels unlocked the door and told them to go out and continually speak the word of life. So you can't lock God up. You can't keep his word locked up. Guess what? The angels are carriers of life. That's why when you're in your house, and you feel some oppression. See, there are fallen angels that will bring oppression. They would bring depression. They would bring sickness. How do they bring these things? Because they're waiting for your negativity. They're waiting for you to speak opposite to the word of God. And the more you speak opposite, this is what your atmosphere is going to be. But the more you stay into the word of God, he said, my words are spirit and they are life. See, you're not going to see those angels because, see, they're in the supernatural. But when God opened your eyes, you will be able to see far above the natural. Give you an example. Y'all remember Elijah. Elijah was giving out battle plans. (laughs) He was doing stuff in the name of the Lord, and all of a sudden, they come at him at night. The devil come at you at night in the wee hours of the morning. He'll come at you with something. But anyway... Elijah servant Gehazi he looked out and he said my lord my master what shall we do (laughs) he put that we in there quick right he didn't want to be left out so Elijah said fear not there are more with us than they are with them now it didn't even say Elijah looked out no window He was giving him the word of God. Fear not. So then he said, God, I need for you to open his eyes and allow him to see what I know. Because he didn't have to see it. Because I believe he was standing on that the lord will give his angels charge he, the angels will camp around those that fear him immediately when his eyes was open what did he see he saw all these horses he saw all these flames of fire surrounding elijah so what am i saying to you your words matter and the enemy knows this and see this is why when we look at Peter and John, we're going to look at Peter again in Acts 12 when Heroid was going to kill Peter because he killed his brother. No, was it Peter or John? John, wait a minute. I ain't going to confuse you. He was going to kill, anybody know before I get there? It was John. Look, I'm going back and forth. We're going to get there. I ain't going to confuse nobody. It was John. He was going to kill John. Oh, no, it wasn't. It was Peter. He was going to kill Peter. So prayers was being presented for Peter while Peter was waiting to die. You know, Peter was asleep. How can anybody sleep and they get ready to kill you? Because he had peace with God. So guess what? The angel of the Lord came in again. Led Peter out that prison. Y'all know when he went to the door, the girl thought she saw a a ghost. They doing all that praying and they didn't think it was Peter. She didn't think it was Peter. They said she was crazy. So the angel opened the door. See how God sent that messenger? Because he was encamped around those that fear the Lord. Peter was standing on the word of God. When you're standing on the word of God, God has his angels already ready to do a work. So immediately when you're quoting those scriptures concerning him, guess what? Those angels are sent forth. See, that's how the angels are sent. You don't have no angels right then and there. Some people say, I have guardian angels, not until God sent them forth for his word. Because let me tell you something. We have a habit of being double-minded. One minute, we're saying it can. I'm going to show you how it is. Daquan, stand right there. Daquan is the angel. He's waiting at the throne. He's waiting for the word to be sent so he can be released based upon that word of God. So here's that person saying, God's going to supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Come on, come on, angel. He's coming. And then all of a sudden they're saying, can he do it? He go back. Go on back. He's going back to the throne. Then they'll start up again. I know my God is going to supply all up in church. Going to supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Then before church get out, they say, I ain't got no money. Never had no money. Don't never know when I'm going to get no money. So the angel going back. Then here, here go another thing. I am the healed of the Lord. Because God's word said by Jesus Christ, I am the healed of the Lord. I was healed this morning. I was healed last night. And I'm still healed. And then before they can leave out of church, oh, Lord, when are you going to heal me? Go back. Double-minded. So those angels are saying, Father, we're going, but they're sending us back. We're trying to hearken to your word. But doubt and unbelief and fear is stopping us from staying and delivering what you want us to deliver. Thank you, Daquan. This is what's happening to the church. We're too double minded. One minute we're saying he we can, the next minute we're saying, Lord, if you can't help me, give me somebody who can. So God cannot, these angels are staying unemployed. See, what's happening? The church is telling people what they want the church to hear, but they're hypocrites. Oh, yeah, I believe it, Apostle. I do believe it. Yeah, Apostle, I'm standing on that. As soon as we hang up, I'm hurting. Lord knows I'm hurting. What happened to your confession of faith? See, this is what happens. So this is why even dealing with Jesus, Jesus got tempted for 40 days. He got tempted by the enemy. But the Bible says that he was led in the wilderness by who? The Holy Spirit. And each time Satan came to him, he had a word from the Lord. And he spoke that word. He spoke the word every time he came, but then at the end it says that when the enemy had left him, the angels of the Lord came and ministered unto him. What were they doing? They were strengthening him. And then even it said that when Jesus was getting ready to be offered up unto the father and he went into that garden and he began to pray. The Bible says that the angels were scripting in him. Why? Because he was doing the will of the father. So the angels was giving him script to carry out the will of the father. It said it got so bad. It was like he was sweating blood. This is just how it was for Jesus. And then it went on to say that when Jesus was coming to, um, they were coming to get Jesus, Jesus said, don't you know I can call for a legion of angels? But Jesus knew he had to stay in the will of God. So he stayed in the will of God because he knew by staying in the will of God, it was going to save us through him. That's why Jesus couldn't open his mouth on the cross. The angels would have to up the place. He couldn't say nothing, but he was there. He said, Not
2: my will,
0: but let thy will be done, Father. So God is saying that we put our angels out of commission. Because God is only sent, those angels are sitting there and they're listening unto the word of God. And God began to show me this. He said, not only speaking the word, you got to have faith for the word you're speaking. See, anybody in this room can speak, by Jesus Christ's I were healed. You can speak that with your head, but it has to be in your heart, knowing that I'm already healed, even though the pain is there, I am still. The healed of the Lord. I don't have to wait for pain to leave to know I'm already healed. Why? Because I'm a spiritual being and healing comes from heaven. And this is what happens. Y'all know the scripture that he said, whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. He said, because I'm giving you the keys. Y'all, I'm walking around with me some keys that unlock everything I need in heaven. God has given me the power. He has given me the authority. He said, when you use those keys, I have my angels ready to hear the voice of the Lord. And that's coming through his word. See, they only hearken until his word. So when I'm speaking his word, I'm using a key. So if I look at Teresa, and I say, Teresa, God has come to heal the brokenhearted. He has come to bind up all of your wounds. And I'm believing that with my whole heart because I'm hearing God speak this to me. All of a sudden, that angel is there laying his hands on Teresa. And the burden that Teresa was feeling has been lifted. And Teresa is saying, God, I thank you that you have healed my broken heart." Because God has given me the right from heaven. So when I'm binding something here on earth, I have some warring angels, y'all. When I'm binding oppression, those angels are ready to fight. Even on my behalf, when I say, you foul spirit of oppression, I command you to go right now. And then. I'm binding it. I'm tying it up so it won't have no effect in my life. So that's how those angels get put to work but you have to keep the same confession. You can't keep, and this is what the Lord taught me. I remember, parents, y'all may understand this. You know how you come in agreement sometimes with your kids when they aggravate you? Have y'all ever been aggravated by kids? Somebody don't have kids, Jennifer, you might be aggravated by your dogs (laughs) or your cats. You may have been aggravated by somebody, your girlfriend, your boyfriend. And then you come in conversation about them, right? And the conversation you come in, you know what I mean, honey? I just don't understand that boy. I just don't understand. He's just got a hard head. Won't he just ever listen sometime? They act like they know everything and yet don't know nothing. I'm speaking death. And guess what? This is what the fallen angels are doing, making them more hard-headed, making them act like he don't know nothing. But when I start decreeing and declaring the word of God, the word of life, and I start saying Jeremy James Bryant can do all things through Christ which in him. He is more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. He have more than enough to do what needs to be done. He is a good father. He's already saved, healed, and delivered by the power of Jesus Christ. And each time a little, you know, a little nip want to come speak in my ear, you don't know what he does. The devil is a lie. I bind that in the name of Jesus. I cast down every imagination and every high... Thing that would exalt itself against this word that God is sending for my son Jeremy James Bryant. So guess what? The enemy gonna stir up somebody to bring a bad report, and that's when we say, "Who reports? Are we gonna believe?" Because everything that God make is good. See what the enemy uses, is? He used your voice to put his angels to work. To go to people to put words in their mouth to speak against what God is doing. So this is why we have to stay in the word of God. We have to stay before God. We have to have that relationship to say, God, what is you saying about the situation? Remember, God always have a plan. He always have a pr- God is the only one that knows the plan for your life. Your dad and mama don't know it, not unless he told them. But when he delivered that plan, that's what it's going to be. Catch this scripture. He said, my word, the words that I speak, we know they're spirit and life. But he said, my word ain't coming back to me void. Why? Because those angels is going to carry that word to that destination that God is sending that word to. So God said, it's not going to come back void. It's going to go out and accomplish that which I please. Now ask your neighbor. Say, you putting your angels to work? Say, are they on vacation? Ask them again, say, are you putting your angels to work? Are they on vacation? I believe everybody from this pulpit down have said something negative when you get aggravated. This is why the Holy Spirit has to remind you, ah, retract that, retract that, retract that. That person may be doing this, but that's not the plan of God for that person's life. So this is why you got to quit feeling sorry for people and you got to hear what God wants you to hear for that person and only begin to speak what God wants you to speak. Let me tell you about being double-minded. We use Daquan on how we're speaking out and as we speak out, the angels are being sent out as messengers. When you need money, and the money you need is to do the will of God for what he called you to do, The money is not going to rain down from heaven, people. God uses his angels, as you speak the word, to go to the people that has the money. I'm going to give you an example. There was this man that was um, leasing this building. And they had uh, 18 months on this building to lease to own. After it was up, they had to come up with $126,000 if they wanted to be in this building, but they still would owe more money. So when it got to the time of the money, the only thing that they had for the building fund was $10,000. So the gentleman said, the pastor said, you know, we don't have what we need, so it's laid on my heart to take this tin and sew it into another ministry. Who does that? Somebody in the church would have lynched that pastor. I done done all this, done gave you all this, you're going to give it to somebody else. But he's being led by the spirit of God. So he sold it into someone else's ministry. So this is what he did. He had to go speak somewhere and he said, Lord, he said, I don't know what to do. He said, we don't have long before they put us out of this building and we don't have nowhere to go. But Lord, I'm, I'm going to depend upon you. Because God, this is what you said. So he began to speak out of his heart what God had said. That night, he got a visitation from an angel with a message. And basically, that angel told him that he would have that building. And he began to speak a word into his life. So this man went on and on. It was two days before he needed the money. He was in there talking to the lawyer, and he was saying, now look what we do. Is there any way around this that we can stay longer? So he go in the man to try to find if there was any way around it. But understand, he was still saying, now, God, I know what you said. There was a man that wanted to see him, so he thought it was the man getting ready to put him out of the building. So he sent the lawyer out there. Look what we do. He sent the lawyer out there. Lawyer come back and he said, uh uh-uh, you need to talk to this man. So when he went out there where the man was, how many of y'all know when you got a heavy heart, When stuff is weighing you down, you ain't got time to listen to foolishness, right? So the man was telling him, he said, I need to tell you something. I watch you on television. And he said, I didn't want to come to your church because you come off the pulpit too much. And you do all this. And he was getting upset because he said, here I am in need of money. And you telling me how much I come off a pulpit, you know, you come off the pulpit too much. You do this and you do that. He said, but by the way, the preacher was visited by two angels from the Lord he said but I'm here because two men come to me and these two men came to me and they told me that to give you this check and the check was in the amount of $126,000 so he got that money now remember he still owed more on that building so that night they were having a church service they had invited a guest speaker and the guest speaker stood up And he said, um, basically, you know, about the man having a need. He said, but God is saying to give you a check. And the check that he gave him was $324,000, and it paid off everything. Why? Because he trusted God. Now, look, y'all, it was two days before they were getting ready to get put out but he stood. He trusted God. God sent him those angels to encourage him to let him know it's already done. It's already worked out. So think about it. If He's going to send you an angel three weeks before you want the money right then, right? And you ain't seeing no money and two days before it still ain't no money. So you like, well, Lord, I know what you said, but it still is nothing here but i'm gonna trust you god i'm gonna stand on what you said because let me tell y'all something whatever god start he's gonna complete he's gonna finish it until the day of jesus christ so what's happening to the church today is division in the church you got people speaking opposite to what the vision is you got people speaking out of the natural instead of speaking out of the supernatural. Why are they speaking naturally? Because they're carnally minded. And the word of God said, a carnally minded person represent death, but a spiritually minded person represent life and peace. So if you have two opposites that's walking together, they're not going to be agreed. And this is why God said, when two or three are gathered in my midst, and my name i'm in the midst of them why because god is there because those angels are encamped around those that are fearing him so your first step to get your angels on assignment god is sending them out based on his word and he's only sending them out based on the word that's believed you can't keep retracting your confession you got to stand on what he says regardless God says the church is not commissioned. And another thing, you don't commission no angels. I command my angels. The Bible said he command the angels. And they hearken only to the voice of God. So when I'm speaking God's word and it's coming from my heart and I'm believing those angels are taking off and they're delivering that word, what are they doing? They're changing the hearts of those people to bring what's needed. This is why I speak, that God has made all grace abound towards Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministry, that we always have all sufficiency in all things to abound to every good work and that we have far and exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can even ask to think according to the power that works within us. Every need at Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministry has already been met. Why? Because Jesus has already supplied all of our needs. Because God is our shepherd, and we shall not lack. We shall not want in any area. Every person at the sound of my voice is already the healed of the Lord at Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministry why because God said he sent his word and he has healed Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministry of every sickness and of every disease and every tissue and every organ and every cell and every vital sign and muscle and tendon and bone and joint at Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministry is now functioning the way God has created them to function there are no malfunctions in their bodies Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministry is strong in the Lord and in the power of his might we can do all things through Christ which strengthen us we're more than conquerors through Christ Jesus and I thank you father God that this is my decree this is my confession and every attack and every assignment that the enemy is sending out against us today has been broken in Jesus name father I thank you that every form of witchcraft has been broken in Jesus name and everybody that say that we're not gonna make it we shall make it in Jesus name that's my confession of faith every morning for the body of Christ so I'm gonna ask you something what you confess about me This is what I confess over you every morning. Why? Because I believe his word. And as I'm speaking that word over you, God is honoring my heart. Because I'm speaking over this congregation. And anything else that the Holy Spirit bring to my remembrance that need to be spoken. I bind every form of jealousy in the ministry. And I loose your love, God. I bind confusion and I lose your peace. I bind animosity in the body of Christ in Jesus' name. And God, I speak over the fivefold. See, I even speak over the fivefold that they're doing what your word has called them to do for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ until we all come into the unity of the faith, unto the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man. I speak this every day. Why? Not just to speak it. Because I know that word that's coming out of my mouth, that those angels are being sent out. And as you do that, God is putting his angels at work. He's sending forth his angels because they hearken. They listen unto the voice of God. You are his voice. When you speak his word, it is God speaking. And those angels are going to honor God. They're going to honor his word. And the devil is knowing right now, wait a minute. Come on, they're catching hold too quick. I got to bring some confusion. I got to bring something to stop them from confessing this because it's working. It's working. See, this is why you got to get into the word. Quit confessing what you don't believe. I am so tired of people confessing stuff just because somebody else is saying stuff. And deep down in their heart, they ain't even believing it. Because they just want you to believe that they're in a place that they're not. You may not be in that place, but God is saying, get in that place. Get in that place. Y'all, people are not even opening their Bibles. The only time most people open this word is when they're in trouble. Now they want to read. Now they don't want to be disturbed. Now they want to have their private time. Because nobody can help them. The lawyer can't help them. The doctor can't help them. They just by themselves. Now they're saying, Lord, it's me yeah I never left you I was always here but you left me y'all you have to know the word in order to speak something Paul say I only speak what I believe because he have faith in what he's speaking we got too many negative confessions one minute we're saying yeah God can do it the next minute we say oh they ain't gonna make it they're gonna die just as as, as sure as Jesus come they're gonna die the Bible tells us, listen at this. Jesus said, when you confess me before man, I'm going to confess you before the angels in heaven. When you deny me before men, I'm going to deny you before the angels in heaven. Why is Jesus saying that? That ain't dealing with salvation. Every time I go out to Teresa Waddell and I'm talking about what Jesus have done uh, for me, And I'm talking about his goodness. He's telling those angels. He said, I want you to go and do what she's saying because I'm confessing him before men so he's confessing me he's giving those angels right to do what they need to do for me why because I'm honoring him he said being that she's honoring me I'm gonna honor her so I'm gonna send her a exceedingly and great reward because she's not talking about what shoulda or coulda she's lifting up my name and by her lifting up my name because I laid it down and I got lifted up she was gonna draw all Men unto me so i'm asking you this morning whom or what are you lifting up whom or what are you praying to it's too much complaining it's too much of us trying to figure it out this is why when we need money y'all y'all know the bank can't give it to you your debt ratio too high credit score ain't good family tired of messing with you because every time you turn around can you give me some money till I get paid that's every week you want money every week then when you get paid you give it back you might as well keep it because you're going to ask for it next week but when you get into the word of life and the word of God God already know what you got so when you start saying God I'm putting you first in my giving And as you put God first in your giving, guess what's happening? When you're speaking, my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Guess what's happening, y'all? Those angels are paying attention. They're paying attention to your words. And guess what? They're ready to fly out. And then they begin to touch somebody's heart. They touch Sister Loretta's heart. And they're telling Sister Loretta, I want you to give to so-and-so. And then Sister Loretta come up to so-and-so and and lay it in their hands. And it's not only the amount they needed, but it was more than what they need. Because God is a more than enough God. He's the one that changes the hearts of men and kings in your direction when it don't look good. You know that money ain't going to fall from heaven, but he's going to send those angels to change somebody's heart to give you what you need. That's how it worked. But if you in your mumbling and complaining state and you're putting money where you shouldn't put it, I got something to tell you. The Bible says, give. I had to give you the first part, didn't I? And it shall be. There wasn't no angel in this room whispering give to you. So if the Bible's telling you to do that, guess what's happening? If Jennifer is giving, and she's obeying the word of God. The angels are around Jennifer and can't round about her because she's obeying the word and she's speaking it. Guess what? They're going out to get because you gave. Hold up and do it again. They're going out to get, give and it shall be given. They're going out to get because you gave. They're only going to hearken to the laws of God. They're only going to do it according to the word of God. Now, how many ain't giving nothing into the kingdom and you're waiting on somebody to give you something? Angels ain't moving. You ain't giving nothing. You're waiting to get something. You're standing up. So poor can't pay attention. You better start paying attention to his word. My son, pay attention. Give attention to my word. And climb thine ear unto my saying. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. And they are what? Life and help to all those that find them. You hear what I said? Find them. You got to go into the word. Quit trying to get something. And you ain't going into the word. To know what the word is telling you to do. The angels are not moving. God wants his angels at work, y'all. Keep that confession of faith. Keep speaking the word. Keep casting down imaginations. Keep not being conformed to the world, but being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Stop saying, I'm by myself. I'm always be by myself. I ain't got no help. Wow, and you save? Nobody didn't tell you what you had now that you save, You got to confess what the word is saying, not what your situation looked like. And then you get a good job and you say, I'm tired of this job. I'm just tired. They just want me to do this, want me to do that, and they just need to give me more money. No, you need to be confessing that good confession. Lord, I thank you I have a job. Lord, I thank you that it's more than enough to do what you will have for me to do. Lord, I thank you, Father God, that promotion don't come from the east nor from the west. It comes from you, God. You're my promoter. God, I'm not here to please man. I'm here to please you. So, God, I thank you that the little I have, God, I'm offering it up to you, and you're going to make it much. So, see, before you give your tithes, you better take that whole paycheck and say, Lord, all of this belongs to you. But, God, I want you to be the first partaker. So, God, what do you want me to give into the kingdom? But I'm warning, 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 your heart got to be right. Because if your heart ain't right, you will still be stuck on $2. And you'll think, God want me to give that $2. God wants you to give the $2 if you're poor. (laughs) And you got to be real poor. But God knows the heart of every man. The willing and obedient shall eat the good of the land. So God said it's time to put our angels to work. When the word of God is going forth, the angels is going to work. Quit retracting the word because it don't look like it's God. And I'm reminded um, of Sister Carol. And I don't know if she want to, but it would help with this sermon. She had a testimony about her healing. Is that right, Sister Carol? Can you stand up or come up and do your testimony? And and some people may say, well, what does that have to do with anything? It has a lot to do with it. Because remember, when you speak God's word and you're standing on God's word, no matter what people are saying around you, God's word works. Amen. And I'm going to have Sister Denise come up here because I believe she's saying some angels. And I'm using this to let you know about the
2: word. Um, I had been sick for a while. I had um, a stomach virus, and after that, I had some other issues going on with me—some discomfort in my stomach—and had been to the hospital and everything. And they didn't give medication. They said it just have to go on its own. So it was like when I got over one thing, then it was something else came along. It was like one thing after another. And so, see, two weeks ago, I was looking at the broadcast. I had got up to try to get ready for church. And I was just so weak, I couldn't do nothing but just sit on the bottom of my bed. So I just lay back down. So I looked, turned on the broadcast, looked at the broadcast, and when Pastor was speaking out, claiming healing, she was just in her teaching, speaking about healing, about you know, professing over your body. And so I was weak, and I couldn't, because I was at a time where I couldn't even lift my Bible, do nothing, but I could just you know, speak the word of God that was in my heart. So I began to received what she was saying and I claimed the healing for my body and that discomfort that was in my stomach so because anytime I drank anything cold, my I would have this pain in my stomach. So about 20 minutes later I felt the difference in my body. Hallelujah. Twenty minutes later I felt the difference in my body. And I said, Okay Lord, I'm gonna go out and test myself. So I went in the kitchen, I got something cold to drink and I drank it, and I just stood there, I said, okay, so I just stood there, and I waited a few minutes, I didn't feel no pain or anything, I still had soreness in my stomach area, but that pain that has been in my stomach for a month was gone within 20 minutes, because I received the word of God, so then the next day, I said, okay, Lord, thank you, Jesus, that pain is gone, and all this soreness and achiness in my stomach area, I said, I just believe that it's gone, so I, um, by faith I got up and I pressed my way into the word of God and in prayer and I just forgot about the discomfort that was in my stomach and just went on and prayed and just believed God um, for my healing and next thing I know later on that day I realized all the discomfort everything was gone and haven't had no pain, no stomach aching and pain or nothing ever since. Now look at this.
0: If God is speaking a word to you right now, the angels are at work. They're out to perform what God is speaking. Now, Carol was looking at us live, So she was taking the word that was sent to her. Who do you think sent that word? It came through that broadcast, but the angels was ready to do a work right in the midst of Carol. So Carol started confessing that word, and guess what? It gave the angels the right to say, you're healed. So
1: she received healing. This is how it worked with those angels. Uh, I've seen angels twice. When I first came to Miracle Temple and I was listening to the word the apostle was preaching one Sunday. And she was preaching so hard and it was just so good and the anointing was so high. I saw an angel on this side of her and I saw an angel on this side of her then I saw and one up here and the more she preached it looked like fire was coming out of her mouth the second time I saw an angel I was on my way to work and me and this I have two people that ride with me and I was going down the road and I said y'all see them pretty white birds y'all see them look at them look at them they looked at me like I was plumb crazy I said look at them y'all it's so pretty they could not see them But there was a piece of God over my vehicle, and I just felt so different that way. I felt like it was just so good, and I kept saying, they right there. Y'all don't see them. It's so pretty. So when I got to work and got up in the box room, one of my riders said, is you all right? I said, girl, you didn't see that. I said, I saw it. I really, truly saw it. And that was the angels of the Lord. I really believe in my heart they was leading me to work because I feel in my heart there might have been something there. They was planning out my day, letting me know that they was with me, God is with me, and they are always with me.
2: Amen.
0: So the angels of the Lord will give you instructions, y'all. They will give you direction. They will show you the way to go. Why do they do that? Because they're your protectors they're sent forth through the word of god y'all this is nothing to play with some people may look at this you know what is this for me you're gonna find out sooner than later because some people have had angels to save them in accidents they knew they should have hit something but all of a sudden it wasn't there no more so i'm telling you get into the word of god stay out of um, places and in the midst of people that speak in negative if you have people around you that speak in negative all, all the time you need to cut tides because if you're giving them the word of god and they're still speaking opposite to the word they don't want to hear the word that you're speaking so this is why you need to get into the word of god yourself connect with the word hear the word not only being a hearer but you want to be a doer of what the word is saying and that's why god say fear thou not because i am with thee be not dismayed because I am God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my right hand of righteousness. This is why God say you never alone. He have those angels sent forth as his word go forth. You cannot, the only way they are commissioned is through the word that come out of your mouth. You cannot command them to do nothing when you're out of the will of God. Quit trying to command an angel in your house when your house is full of turmoil, when you know you're supposed to be the one that go to your brother. God ain't going to send no angel in the midst of you, and you holding animosity in your heart, and you're not getting rid of stuff. Y'all, don't y'all know what we have, and the reason why what we have is not working because we're playing too many games in church. We're trying to make people think that we love them and on the inside we hate them and don't want to be around them. But we're trying to show up in church and act like it's okay and then feeling all of this stuff and not dealing with it. That's why you got to deal with you before you deal with somebody else because you're missing out on what God has given you. Put those angels to work through this word and know that this word works. Y'all, I was putting them to work. I was really putting them to work. I said, "What? Okay, God, because He'll remind you. Sometimes your enemy, your angels are unemployed because sometimes people can mess with you so much you don't want to say nothing. You don't want to open your mouth. Only thing you don't. Just <laughs> amen amen so we thank god for his angels and we have to know that they hearken unto the voice of god so they're listening for his word. so let all negativity before you speak think about what you're saying because when you speak negative on a person and saying they're lazy they'll never make it they'll never get nowhere this is what you're speaking in the atmosphere and it's being carried to that person so instead of building them up you're tearing them down. Begin to speak life in the midst of that person and then you will begin to see change. So let's speak life and the word of God is life. If you can't say nothing good, don't say nothing at all because words will kill a person. You can speak death on a person. Christian folks are speaking death. They're speaking witchcraft. They're speaking negativity. You cannot do that. You have to build that person up. You have to change what's being said. Even though people are saying, I know it's true because I saw, no, 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 no. That's not what the word says for that person. That's not who that person is going to be. So we have to change what's being said that's negative. Amen. So look at your neighbor and say, "Neighbor, neighbor, it is time to put your angels to work they only hearken they only listen to the voice of God so you have to get into the word allow the word to get into you so when you speak the word the angels are at work come on and give God a hand clap of praise hallelujah we give God glory Um, Can we do our announcements, and then we'll go ahead and do our tithes and offerings, and then we will dismiss after then. Hallelujah. God is a good God, isn't he? All the time he is good. Hallelujah. While we're waiting for them to come up here with their offering, this young lady right here, come up here for a second. Yes, ma'am.